0: Hey everyone, live again from Ireland, and I am sitting in the Hawkeye School of Falconry at Lyra at the State with John Duggan. Now you may hear one of the dogs in the background, you might hear a few other sounds, um, but again we are live and, uh, and this is Ireland at its best. So John, I want to thank you so much, we just had an amazing hawk walk with you. and learned an incredible amount about falconry in Ireland. So can you tell me a little bit, I know we went through all of it, but just (laughs) the whole long story, but can you just fill my listeners in a little bit on uh, the sport of falconry, maybe where it originated and how it came to Ireland?
1: Yeah, of course. So uh, falconry, we we know for sure, um, started in Mesopotamia. So you're looking at Iraq. Um, roughly anywhere from 4,500 to 5,000 years ago. Made its way into Europe and eventually made its way into the UK and eventually, last but not least, made its way to Ireland. It was around 1200 AD by the time it started showing up in Irish history and that just coincides with the arrival of the Anglo-Normans. So it was the Anglo-Normans who brought falconry to Ireland, along with lots of other stuff.
0: And falconry at its
1: core is hunting. Of course, yeah, it's the art of catching wild prey with a trained bird of prey, and that's what falconry essentially is. And it's important that um, people understand that, because it, that's where the heritage and the culture is, you know. It's about catching wild prey with your bird, and surviving, using a bird of prey to mm-hmm. feed yourself with, you know, it's, it's important that that's kept.
0: And yeah. you had said that this was a really important thing with the travelling armies. Because they would they would have their archers and they would have their their falconers and yeah. the falconers would go one way the archers would go the other and then
1: what came back was dinner exactly of course yeah um, and particularly the Normans they they used it an awful lot um, while while they needed to camp they needed to eat before they'd march again for maybe days on end so the falconers would catch a certain amount of food and the archers would would catch a certain amount as well there's actually a very famous story about. Um, Frederick II, the Holy Roman Emperor, who loved falconry. And while they were in Germania at that time, as it was known, um, they, they were going to do battle. And, and he, he got there and he he looked around and he went... Wow, what an amazing place to go hunting. Let's get the falcons ready and we will go flying. And lo and behold, while they were out hunting, the army were ambushed and most (laughs) of them were killed. Uh, Yeah, so there's lots of famous stories, you know, that Mm -hmm. that go with falconry and ransoms, you know, birds being used to pay ransoms Mm -hmm. and pay rents and, you know, different Mm -hmm. things. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so it's very interesting.
0: Now, here at Lyreth, you have a really nice setup. I've done falconry in quite a few places, and every place is obviously a little different, but here at Lyrath, you have a beautiful open field that is surrounded by
1: trees. And that's,
0: that's really an ideal place for a hawk walk.
1: It is a little bit unique, to be honest, you, because we're blessed. We're very, very lucky to have the amount of ground we have here. A lot of hawk walks, it's, it's in a woodland and the bird is kind of above you and you know they're, they're always close enough to you because they're clever and they know we don't have to go too far and they're going to call us back. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're doing this kind of work, they, they use their intelligence, they conserve their energy, so they do what they have to do. But you see in there today on your hawk walk that some of the trees are maybe 50, 60 yards apart, so you're getting these long-distance gliding flights from trees onto your glove. And, and that's why it, it's a little bit different here. And, mm-hmm. and it also, you'll notice, today was quite windy. You'll notice a, a, a serious wind comes through this place. It makes the birds very fit. Whereas a lot of people would say, oh, it's too windy to fly the birds. My ones love. It. They yeah. love getting out in the wind. And, and we
0: were in the wind, it was raining a bit. I mean, mm. it's, it's not just a fair weather sport.
1: No, it, it it's nicer when it's not raining. The wind, I don't mind too much. Once it's not gale force, then mm-hmm. I just no mm-hmm. way. It's too so dangerous for the birds, of course. Right. Um. And and it's it's more enjoyable if there's no rain. But look, that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, like you know, we people come here kind of to do a kind of a one in a lifetime experience mm-hmm. and you don't want to be turning them away either you know and right they, they might be only here for a night or passing through kilkenny even mm-hmm. a lot of people get trained from dublin just to do a walk. walk oh, wow. yeah lots so you know if it's a little bit of rain you know i'm not going to turn around and go oh, i'm not working today because it's wet mm-hmm. you know we, mm-hmm. we do bring them out you know
0: so now you have a couple of different experiences here. You have the falconry experience yes. and you have the hawk walk, which we did. So can you tell me a little bit about what the, the falconry experience would be as, as opposed to yeah. the full hawk walk?
1: Yeah, so on your hawk walk today, you've got to come down and meet all the birds in their weathering area. And look around the area and so you, know, you can see what, what it's all about we introduced you to every single bird that was there, and you began with an owl encounter. Mm -hmm. You continued on to your hawk walk, you met Turbo the Owl, then we introduced you to the bird you were about to fly, and that was the one you'd done your hawk walk with, which was Ivy today, Mm -hmm. she's beautiful. Um, Yeah, and and then we finished our hawk walk, and and that was the end of that. So, that's a hawk walk, and Mm -hmm. then with a falconry experience, it's listed that uh, you don't go for a walk and that we just teach you how to call the bird to your glove and send it back mm-hmm, to the trees. Mm-hmm. And then we go into flying a falcon. So it's a, it's a private lure demonstration with a falcon. Mm-hmm. A falcon, we only do one lure demonstration with a falcon a day. That's it. So mm-hmm. they're fairly limited. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as well as that, most of the time when we do get a falconry experience in, I do still go for the walk. Because I don't like taking the Harris Hawk out and not bringing them for that walk because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they almost demand it you can see when they have a couple of people there and mm-hmm. they've flown to them a couple of times to get used to them like we've done with you mm-hmm. then they're like well we usually go for a walk and when you don't <laughs> go for a walk they're kind of sitting there going why didn't you bring me for a walk you know so i still kind of with mm-hmm. the walk anyway but gotcha. it wouldn't be listed but yeah it gotcha. goes on for a little bit longer.
0: Okay. okay. And usually a larger group, would that be a larger group? It doesn't have to or? be. Okay. It doesn't
1: have to be. If it's a larger group, obviously, price-wise, it will be a little bit right. cheaper. But it, it is the big groups so that we, we, we would do, like, for corporate stuff, we would definitely mm-hmm. do that. You're not going to walk 15 people no. on a hawk walk. Right. And um, so we kind of limit the hawk walk to maybe 8 people. You know, right. 8 to 10 at the most.
0: And I know that there is an age limit on the hawk walk, and that is is
1: mainly due to safety? It's 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 down to safety. It's 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 down to to be honest with you, it's down to the birds. It's mm-hmm. down to making sure that the birds are kept happy and that like a lot of times people children come in, some are interested, some are not, and then they're running around the field and they're just They're in a field, and Mm -hmm. when children get into a field, they (laughs) run, and and that's not suitable when there's birds flying loose in the area. Right. So kids have to be supervised properly if they are in here, and so seven years and over, and to have even access in here, we don't let people come in with buggies or prams or anything like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just the way it is. You know, it's just safer for everybody. Yeah, Yeah, that completely makes sense. Yeah.
0: And finally this is something that i think a, a falconry experience or a hawk walk i think is very unique the way you can do it in ireland is a very unique experience it's not not every place that you're going to find that offers this kind of access to a bird of prey yeah. um, oftentimes they're you know they're shut away you're not going to hold them you're not going to be able to possibly you know i know we were we were petting turbo the sweet little owl um and and ivy our harris hawk was just absolutely fabulous Mm. um but but getting this close to a bird of prey i feel like is a really unique experience because you don't really get the sense of the power of a bird until you've held it on your hand yeah
1: Uh, i i think yeah more, more, a little bit more than just holding it on your hand. I think it coming into land mm-hmm. and then releasing it again, I think mm-hmm. is where it really is. um, you know, and mainly the reason down to it being so rare, I would believe, is that nobody really wants to do it because the work that goes into just one bird mm-hmm. is a full time job. Mm-hmm. We've got eight Harris Hawks down there, four Falcons, an Eagle, and three Owls. Um, it's seven days a week and nobody wants to be working seven days a week and so you will only really do it if you love it and if it's your passion and that's where you will get every now and then you will get a falconer here or there that has decided to do this so that he'll have some free time to go hunting in the winter time um, and he is totally dedicated Other than that, you're not really going to get it. You might get a a kind of a part-time thing going on, but Mm -hmm. it takes an awful lot of time. It's a lot of dedication, and if you're not going to throw yourself into it 100%, you're better off not throwing yourself into it at all. If I didn't have at least four days free in November, December, and January to take some of the birds hunting, I wouldn't hunt at all. I I, I would just forget about falconry Mm -hmm. and move on and do a normal job and um, it's, it's the whole idea of me and um, I suppose being lucky enough to have gotten this um, falconry bug and to be able to go on and talk to the likes of yourself and to whoever is going to be listening to this mm-hmm. to understand that falconry it's so old it's essential that we keep it alive mm-hmm. and we keep that culture and that heritage um, alive in Ireland in particular it's recognised by UNESCO as an intangible cultural heritage in Ireland so it's protected and it's one thing that we as falconers should always fight for, um, to make sure that it stays that way. Um, and, and that's what makes it, me proud and keeps me going seven days a week, is that I've been blessed with this. And I suppose having 25% of that butler blood in me, gives me <laughs> it gives me that little bit of stubbornness as well, that I never give up, you know. So yeah, yeah, the fight is there for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, John, this was an absolutely wonderful experience. I absolutely just loved you. it I'm we had, had such a did. good time good. and it was so informative and yeah. you know just it's just so interesting so yeah. i i can't recommend it enough
1: this was just and terrific natural. and you've had a bit of practice before you came to me so yeah you, yeah. Were, you were really good all of you
0: But I appreciate you taking the time, talking with me today, uh, sharing a little bit about falconry with my audience. And
1: listening to Lily in the background. And
0: Lily in the background, who just wants out. Yeah, just wants to play. Or her toy. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Happy days.
0: (laughs) We are just finishing up our second day at Lyreth Estate. So Lyreth Estate is in County Kilkenny, and it's actually just a few minutes outside of Kilkenny City, which makes it a really great base for exploring the counties of Kilkenny, Tipperary, Leash, maybe even into um, Wicklow a little bit, but really that, that area that is just kind of south and east of dublin just a really great um a great spot to plant yourself for a couple of days and it's it's a relaxing spot too i really have liked it as we're wrapping down our trip to slow down a little bit take a little bit more time to um just explore explore what's here and not go too far afield so it's been really really nice um, the hotel itself is a charming blend of the old estate as well as the ad- addition of modern luxury to it. So it is a hotel, It's so it's a five-star hotel with a convention center on it. Um, everything is just done immaculately. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. You don't even really feel like when you're inside the newer part that you are that you're inside a modern building the the um the elegance and the um the luxury of the old estate really just seamlessly flow into the new and it's been an absolute pleasure to kind of wander through check it out and enjoy what is on offer here now the estate has uh, really massive grounds And you heard a little bit about it uh, when I was talking with John uh, about the falconry and the amount of space that they have. And what you can do and what we've done is we just got out on the pathways and explored. There's a mix of paved and mown pathways just throughout the estate. And it's just a perfect place for a wander. And there's benches everywhere and you can sit and relax and just kind of take in everything around you the the birds and the trees and the plants and the wildlife and things like that so that's just been absolutely terrific to do there's also a really fun little playground Um, my daughter jumped on there's a a, like a little wee zip line (laughs) Um, so even fun for a 17 year old uh, as as you heard there's falconry and archery Uh, with hawkeye falconry and then also on site there is a pool and a health club and a spa so again this is really a great place to just step back really nice for families Uh, quite a few family rooms Um, our room is absolutely massive perfect for a family of four and so so comfortable we have um, eaten a lot while we've been here probably too much everything has been absolutely delicious when we arrived yesterday it was actually my daughter's birthday and so i had planned to have an afternoon tea with her and my mom and that was absolutely stunning it was in this beautiful sitting room served on the matching uh matching china and you had your your little finger sandwiches and your scones and then your sweets just absolutely delicious I will just say that if you have a true afternoon tea you do not need dinner (laughs) so plan plan accordingly if you plan for an afternoon tea Um, the breakfast here is an extensive buffet has absolutely everything you could want it had um, the meats and the cheeses of a continental there were cereals and yogurts Gosh, what else was on it? It had all of your, your hot foods for an Irish breakfast, so your sausages and your puddings and uh, scrambled eggs and fried eggs and mushrooms and potatoes and beans and uh, there was porridge. So really just absolutely everything on that breakfast buffet. And then dinner in um, in the Grill and Bar, which is a beautiful um, a beautiful restaurant. It's actually up a flight of stairs. Has a beautiful big window overlooking the grounds. Absolutely gorgeous place. And the food there was so good. It was highlighted the local flavors. Uh, really highlighting um, beef. There was an amazing pork rib on it. Just, I mean, and my husband's from Texas, and and I'm not far from Kansas City, and and uh, the the town that we live in actually has some of the best barbecue in the country according to the competitions they've won so we know good barbecue and i got to tell you these ribs were amazing so just really amazing food here just terrific food on the resort Um, it's it's just been such a joy for us to be here and to to kind of learn a little bit more about maybe a side of kilkenny that people don't get into usually when people visit kilkenny they come into kilkenny city maybe they go a bit south or they head over to tipperary and the the eastern side of you know to the east of kilkenny city doesn't get a lot of attention most people drive through it so it has been a lot of fun for us to explore that We actually spent a bit of time this afternoon at a new-to-me distillery called Ballykief Distillery, and I found that story so fascinating that I'm actually going to have Morgan on for an entire podcast episode into the new year. It's an amazing story, and I cannot wait to share it with you. But anyway, I hope that you enjoyed the the falconry uh, chat. Right before this, I hope you'll go over to the show notes, take a look, just kind of click through or just do your own search for Estate, Lyrath Lyreth Estate, L Y R A T H. Lyrath Estate, really an impressive property. It's a lesser known property. There's another property um, that is just south of Kilkenny City that gets a lot of, a lot of. Of tour traffic right everybody's a lot of people have heard about it this is an estate that not that many people have heard about Um, most of the people that we have encountered have been Irish I think we only saw maybe a a handful of Americans yesterday so it just doesn't get the um, the tourist traffic or the American tourist traffic that other places will get so that makes it also well worth checking out taking a look at it and considering it for your own vacation um, as always during this trip with my mom and my daughter I do want to give a special shout out and thank you to bespoke excursions now if you are a listener you heard me talking to Owen Cashman in august so it was just about a month ago um and i don't remember the episode number but it's only a handful of episodes ago that we talked about the celtic coast and owen um, worked with me to put together this trip as a self-drive but it was a custom self-drive made for us based on the interests and our vacation goals So if you're after a self-drive tour, but you want somebody to handle the bookings for you, Owen is your guy to do that. So again, be sure to pop over to the show notes, check out the links in there, take a look at um, the places that we have been and some of the the images from our Hawk Walk earlier today. And I'm gonna do my best to come back to you tomorrow. and get another podcast in with a little bit more information on what we've been doing and the the wrap up tomorrow will be my uh, my daughter and my mom they'll be there last night with me here in ireland so i should say if i don't make it that's why i'm spending my last night with them but i will do my best to come to you and uh, and just give you a little bit more information about what's been going on so thanks so much for sticking with me so far through my trip, and until tomorrow, hopefully, full.